0: Trevor Maddich, Of course, our guy, ESPN College Football, Trev joins us now. What's happening, brother?
1: Mr. TC, looking forward to this week, man. We
0: got it, you got it. All right, Trevor, let's uh let's talk a little NFL here and let's talk about the Raiders. Obviously, the news, you know, coming down late last night. Um we didn't know he was going to come like this, so soon. But Mark Davis made the move, and I want your thoughts on him relieving Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, of
1: their duties. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's kind of weird to have this done in the second year, right? I mean, there have been other coaches that have struggled through their first couple of years and then kind of picked it up. But when coaches get fired and general managers at the same time makes it worse, get fired at this point, it's because the owner feels like the, the direction of the team is heading south and they're not going to be able to turn it around. I mean, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, you know, his first couple of years, not so great. Uh, certainly first year and a half, but but they could see where it was headed. And in this one, it looks like they're headed just for more bad stuff. And, you know, when you look at you what know, Josh McDaniels and his you know, head coaching stints, he got fired midway through the second season in Denver as well for a very similar reason. I mean, making decisions that the owner looked at and said, that was a terrible decision. We'll see if it plays out. Turns out it didn't. You know, they got a Pro Bowl quarterback in Denver, Jay Cutler, uh the year before. Then here comes McDaniels. He has a falling out with Cutler, trades him away and drafts Tim Tebow in the first round of quarterback. There there you go. And one of the one of the things that he did with the Raiders was, you know, trade a first round and second round draft choices to Green Bay for Devontae Adams, who's a great receiver. But that's something you do at that kind of a cost if you're a great receiver away from the Super Bowl. Especially when that receiver is around 30 years old, and the Raiders are nowhere near a great receiver away from a Super Bowl. So why aren't you trying to pick up young players and build from the bottom up, rather than hang your hat on a receiver who's not going to be around, or at least not going to be—he's uh, going to be past his prime in a few years anyway. By the time you get the rest of the roster built up, these kinds of decisions, I think, you know, Mr. Davis looked at and said this team is not getting younger and better. And more cap friendly, it's getting older and more expensive and overall getting worse. I mean, Chandler Jones, you know, they, they signed him a 32 year old pass rusher, you know, and, and, uh, signed him to a pretty big contract. And, um, you know, are they, were they a pass rusher away from the Super Bowl or would they have been better off using that money to sign some younger free agents that they could then develop will still be there? five years later, hopefully, contributing to the team. It just looked like the trajectory of the team was to get older, more expensive, and less capable overall, and I think that's why they pulled the trigger at this point.
0: And you hit the nail on the head on all of those aspects, Trev. Exactly. That's exactly uh, the direction that team was going. They're still there right now, and that's why it is going to take – uh, a rebuild is going to take an overhaul and kind of like what the Detroit lions uh, have been doing over the last uh, few years. And I love that with them because they were very open and transparent to their fan base saying, you're probably not going to like this, but this is the direction we're going to go. And we're going to, we're going to get draft picks. Uh, we're going to try to build through the draft. We're going to try to, we're going to hit on, on those picks and they, they've, Done pretty well with that, like with Aiden Hutchinson on the defensive side, this and that. Maybe Jared Goff's not the guy, but he's played you know pretty well. And they've got a head coach that didn't have much experience, but they they've stuck with it. So you know that's kind of an example where a team is like the Raiders. They've been in the doldrums for for so long, but when you take that quick, you know that quick path, that quick route, like hey, we want to be good. We can turn around real quick. It's, it's, it's usually not the answer. And, and you hit the nail on the head with those moves that the Raiders made and, and none of them have worked out. So this fan base is going to have to realize and understand that this is not an overnight, um, fix. It, it's going to take years to come back from this and build it the right way. And we'll see if fans have the patience to do it. Because, you know, right now, I mean, you've, you don't have a quarterback. You, you went into the whole Patriot way thing from the general manager to the head coach to the offensive coordinator to the quarterback to the backup quarterback. And I mean, that's going to take a long time to recover from, from a, a cap hit standpoint, as well as trying to get, you know, uh, you know, fresh pieces in here. So it's, it, it, it's, it's going to, going to take some time, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I want to talk with you about the type of coach that you think this team needs. Now, we have seen that most teams in the NFL, when they pull the trigger and they hire a head coach, I'm not a fan of this at all. They've always gone, for the most part, the young offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator, a guy that really doesn't have a whole bunch of head coaching experience. Uh, Do you think that the main reason for this is that they don't want to pay a huge salary to a coach or that do you believe that the owner's or presidents believe that hey, this is really kind of the ladder that you have to take nowadays. And let's get somebody who's worked their way up in the system, whether a quarterback's coach to an offensive coordinator to hey, let's have him be a head coach. Because it doesn't seem that that has really worked out for the for the most part with most of these teams in the NFL that have gone that direction.
1: I think it depends on the style of, of ownership, but I would I would defer to you. Uh, about what you think Mark Davis's style is, because you know more about him than I do. You're right there in town with him. But I, I think he needs one of two kinds uh, of coaches. You know, he needs a coach that is is really young and really malleable or a coach that knows exactly what he wants to do, his experienced, and will not let anybody else tell him what to do. You know, when you look at Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones with Jimmy Johnson, the Eagles didn't fit. And Johnson's winning Super Bowls and finally they couldn't live together and so Johnson's left, man. Um, you know, that that was gone. And so Jerry Jones needs the kind of a coach that will do what Jerry Jones tells them to do and we'll let Jerry Jones be the star in the face of the team. That's kind of what they need. You know, where where Mark Davis uh fits into that, uh again, I'll defer for you to say, but I will say this that this is an organization that needs at the head coaching position a very strong Leader, somebody who the the players will look at as one who's had success, is no nonsense, and it w- will will do what he believes is right no matter what, so that there is one single direction. Josh McDaniels just there, there were so many weird things going on with that team. It's hard to say where they stemmed from, and I think the kind of coach they need truthfully is a John Gruden kind of guy. Unfortunately, John Gruden. Um, had some issues in his personal life that kind of disqualified him from, from being there. But that kind of a strong personality is what this team needs now because it is a drift. I mean, Devontae Adams, um, what was it last week that he had two, two touchdown passes or two long passes anyway that, that the quarterback just missed and the cameras had him on the sideline slamming his helmet down, right? Well, you start to get players frustrated with being there, especially guys that just got there relatively. And, you know, it's a, it's an organization that needs to be grabbed by the neck or better yet grabbed by the horns mm-hmm. and wrestled to the ground before you can let it back up again and start to run. And that's the kind of head coach that I believe that they need as long as that coach can coexist with the new GM and with ownership.
0: Yeah, and we're saying the exact same thing here. You need a, a proven head coach that can command a locker room that can be a leader of men but more importantly that that knows how to coach in the NFL as well too that can make those tough decisions yeah. from personnel to play calling to everything so again i've never yeah. been a fan of hey let's take the hot offensive coordinator because his offense is rolling with this particular team and seems a, a pretty good play caller that that that's not it especially when you have a team that has fallen apart like this team has again you you need someone strong and obviously Josh McDaniels was not that type of guy. He, he didn't have the voice. He didn't have the command. And we knew that from day one. The, you know, again, I'm not here to go back and say, oh, they should have never done that. We all know that. But moving forward, you got to get this right. And for for people to say, well, look at this guy, look at this offensive coordinator. No, you don't. You, you don't even go there with that. You look at a proven head coach with experience that wants to come here and take this challenge. And this is a pretty inviting job considering all the toys that the Raiders have have here and i'm not talking about just the you know some decent personnel but i'm talking about the facilities the practice facility the uh the infrastructure the uh, the, the beautiful home stadium you have here and being able to attract free agents here in las vegas nevada so this and i i got to believe i'm giving mark the benefit of the doubt that he is going to to actually go the opposite direction from what you know got in his ear last time, and he's going to go in the direction of getting a proven football head coach.
1: Yeah, in fairness though, the uh, you look at guys like Joe Gibbs, who was basically a coordinator that nobody heard of, that Jack Kent Cooke hired to coach the Washington Redskins at the time, now Commanders, and he took them to multiple Super Bowls and won them. And, uh, and so there's that, you know, but at the same time, you've got guys like McDaniels and Charlie Weiss who were coordinators with the Tom Brady, uh, New England Patriots. And well, was it, was it the coordinator or was it the quarterback that made him great? Right. And so right now it kind of looks like it was the quarterback that made everybody great. And everybody else was kind of along for the ride. That's not really totally fair to say, but it's kind of turned out that way. And so, you know, I think you got to look at why, uh, if it's going to be a coordinator, you got to look at why he's successful. Is it because of things that he did and the way he marshaled his team, or did he happen to catch lightning in the bottle with an all-timer of a quarterback that made him look better than he was? There's all kinds of nuances that are going to be involved here.
0: Let me ask you, Trevor, when you played, what kind of coach did you respond to? And what kind of coach you know, you know, got the attention of the players there. I mean, it, 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 just talk a little bit about
1: that from your personal experience. Yeah, T.C., that's a, that's a good question. The, uh, the kind of coach I wanted to play for, the kind of he- the position coach and head coach, there were two features that they needed to have to make them perfect for me. One is that they needed to understand each individual player and what they needed in order to get the best out of them. Some players, you need to grab by the face mask and shake them, and they look at you and they get all fierce, and then they go out and they excel. And they need that catalyst, right? For me, if you do that, it's just a distraction for me. You just calmly tell me what you want me to do, how you want me to do it, and let me go. If I need to be coached up on something, I will. If I'm doing something wrong, it's not because I'm being lazy. Just come up and correct me, and then let me be on my way. You know, with Washington, uh, Redskins now commanders, you know, <laughs> Brian Mitchell and I, Um, on the punt team, we were doing something that nobody had done before and nobody does to this day because they couldn't, you know, I would snap without even looking back at the punter. So I could block, I mean, ever, not just my eyes up at the beginning and then follow through with my hands and eyes on the snap. I just never looked back so I could block as if I never, um, I never snapped the ball. And so Brian and I would do a bunch of things off of that. One of those things was I just look and see which guy was most likely to block Brian. I'd end up blocking that guy, you know, on the return. I'd end up going that way. I'd block that guy. He's waiting for Brian to release, and I I'd, I'd just knock him off of Brian and let Brian run down and and light up the, the returner. And the coach was asking us, "What are you? What are you doing? What are you guys doing?" And Brian said to the coach, "I don't worry about it. It's working, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. You know." So that kind of a thing. I needed a coach like that. But the other side of it is that, to me, the perfect coach and a player's coach, if you want to talk about that aspect, that term gets bandied about. A player's coach is not one who is easy to play for because he doesn't doesn't push you hard. That's not a player's coach. A player's coach is the one who gets the most out of your teammates. You want a coach that's going to get the most out of the guy to the left and the right. Not the coach that's going to let the guy to the left and the right who are kind of prima donnas and high draft choices and big contracts. And they're going to kind of push the coach around and not let the coach, you know, do what actually needs to be done to get the most out of that guy. You want a coach that's going to get the most out of that guy based on what that guy needs and what he'll respond to the best because you're there to win. You're going to make money in the league. If you, if you win, you're going to stay on the same team. If you're going to, if you win. You're going to have longevity if you can stay on the same team and get to your second and maybe even third contract if you win. Mm. And so you don't want a coach that can be pushed around by the prima donnas. You want a coach that will be able to wrangle the prima donnas into outstanding team players. So you put all those things together. And once again, it, it adds up to you start with, a coach that has enough credibility that his word is law and everybody knows it.
0: Let me ask you this, Trev. Um, Jim Harbaugh's name obviously is going to get tossed around. He usually does with, with come coaches' openings. and He's got tossed around here before. This is a guy that you know pretty well because you've covered him a lot at the University of Michigan. Give me your thoughts on him. Does he leave Michigan? Is this a type of guy that can succeed at this point in time in his life in the NFL?
1: I think he can. I think you look at his success with the Forty ers uh, before he left and went back to college. Uh, you know he was a Super Bowl Super Bowl coach. I don't think they won it, but they uh, but they were there with Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. And the uh, uh, I, I think there's a very good chance he won't be back at Michigan because of the the brewing scandal of alleged sign stealing and the way that thing is shaping up in Michigan. You know, there's a lot of smoke and a lot of sparks right now a lot of evidence that if it's true evidence seems to look really bad for Michigan and Harbaugh, you know, we don't want to convict on the accusation, but it does look like that. Plus the other NCA investigation that's still ongoing for a level two recruiting violation and stuff like that. It may well be that, that he and Michigan together might say, look, rather than stay here and deal with the NCA and whatever's going on, get out of here. Right. And he may decide to leave. Now you got the Raiders, maybe the bears, Maybe the commanders, there's going to be, there's going to be some places that would be looking at, uh, at Harbaugh if and when they come open. We know the Raiders has already come open now, uh, unless they give it to Antonio Pierce long term. I, I don't know that they'll do that, but the, uh, but Harbaugh is the kind of guy that we talked about. He is a hard nosed, no nonsense guy who will not be pushed around by anyone. He also has a little bit of Bill Parcells in it, which is to say Parcells will get the most out of his players but he would wear him out. Right. And it wasn't fun to play for him after a while. In college you get away with that because guys, you know, they up and graduate, you get a new bunch in. In the NFL, you got a core of veterans that that need to continue to respond to you. So that's one thing that he'd have to maybe moderate just a little bit if he comes back to the league. But he would be the kind of coach that would at least get the Raiders back on the proper footing. Got it. He is Trevor
0: Maddich, ESPN college football. We know you got some duties to get to right now, my friend. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on uh, the TV with that. And then uh, looking forward to talking with you on Friday for best bets. Appreciate it. Thanks, T.C. Great stuff, man. Appreciate it. There is Trevor Manich uh, with his thoughts. And we usually talk a lot of college football with Trev. But, of course, uh guy played 12 years in the NFL as well, too. One of the great offensive linemen who played every position on the O-line, including tight end, and uh, very well connected to the league.